1: Dad and Zay.
2: All right, hour number three on a Friday. Getting ready for Sweet 16 action. Texas and Xavier got to wait till everybody else is tipped off, and then they get to get to it. Zay, you're going way back on this one, aren't you? This goes back a ways? Uh, it depends. Okay, this feels like... This feels like the um, like rappers' delight kind of time frame. Like, yeah,
0: there's all, that. You hear what I'm hearing? Yeah, there's that version. Don't push me, cause right. I'm close to the edge.
2: That's all the way back to is that? Grand- I don't know who that is. Is that Grandmaster Flash or um, or um, the Furious Five or is it somebody else? Anyway, I can't remember who it is. But okay, so you hear what I'm hearing there, but this is newer.
0: This yes. is a little newer. What do you got? This is the Diddy version with Mace. Uh,
2: okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. P Diddy and Mace getting us started this hour. That's Isaiah Collier. I'm Chad Hastings. And it is uh, almost time for Sweet 16, uh, Chapter 2 tonight. It will start with San Diego State and Bama. 5.30. Then it's the Miami-Houston game. Then you got Princeton and Creighton. And then, of course, it ends with Texas and Xavier. All TBS and CBS on your television. And obviously, if you want to uh, match up that sound and hear Craig's call 104.9, also on Coke FM uh, tonight, we will have the pregame for you at eight. 30. Let's dig into that and some football stuff right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. He is Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com at GK GKKetch on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. Ketch, how are you, sir?
1: Oh, I'm a little under the weather today, but I'm, I'm all right. I'll be fine.
2: Okay, we got a sunny day. You know what I was, you know, Go ahead. I didn't mean to catch
1: – I was just going to say, can we just take a moment and give some flowers – the Craig way. I just don't know that enough people realize how good Texas fans have it in terms of the, the play-by-play guy. And really for like three decades, it's it's amazing to think of who Texas has had as its play-by-play guy going back to the seventies. And it's like, they, Texas has never not had a world class, play by play play by play guy for the radio. So I just wanted to give some love to Craig Way. You you just mentioning his name reminded me of how good it would sound to match up the audio with the game
2: yeah no we got a lot of people doing that and the digital age we're in really allows for it too like with all the the the, you know with the DVRs and streaming and the way the way people do it now they can match it up pretty easily so we do appreciate those folks that that are doing it uh catch before we get into some of the off the court stuff give me your sense of this team right now as they get ready to face Xavier uh you know what do you think of this matchup and do you have a feel that that this team you know has a good shot to get to Houston
1: I mean, of course they've got a good shot to get to Houston. I think they're playing an incredibly good basketball. You go back to the Baylor and TCU games on the road, which probably no, probably about it. You, know, you win one of those two games, and you end up with a share of the Big 12 championship uh, as opposed to the situation that unfolded. Um, they've played great basketball since then. They murdered Kansas at home. Uh, then they did it again a week later, knocking out other ranked teams. I thought they were really good last week. This is the, and I think this is the thing that I think is most important. I think them getting through last weekend takes all of the strain and pressure off of this team. It can't be said, you know, enough that ending what was a 15-year streak of not getting to the Sweet 16, uh, they did play with a lot of pressure last week. They were the team that had they not won last weekend, they would be the team that, like, okay, we had a good season, but it doesn't count. Now it counts. Now you're talking about one of the four or five best teams in the history of the Texas program. And if they get through to Houston – you're talking about arguably the best team in the history of this entire program. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're playing really good basketball. I think that Xavier is a, a tasty little matchup for them. I, I'm reminded of things that I've said on this show months ago where I kind of have my 80 point rule for this team that they're giving up 80. It can be problematic. um, I wonder how this game plays today if the winner is in the 80-point range. I think that means the two teams played Xavier's game. I think it plays a little bit less than that. I think it plays probably how Texas would want to play this game. Uh, they want to neutralize that three-point shooting. Um, I'm, I'm expecting a fantastic game, but I trust this team. And I think it's taken us a while to get there that on any given night you trust this team. But they're fantastic on neutral site games so far this year. You know, the, the true road games are over with, and that was their one little bugaboo throughout the season. And now, you know, they know what they're playing for. I think they're playing free. I would be surprised if when we watch this team tonight, we don't see a loose, aggressive team that doesn't look like it's playing tight, that isn't worried about the moment. I think the moment was last weekend, and now I think the next moment is should they get to the Final Four. Again, we're really talking about quite a historic season.
0: Catch. Coach Terry's done a terrific job, and I thought you know that 10-0 run Penn State went on last week, and the timeout that he had to regroup the guys and send them back out on the court. And you saw Dylan Dessou did what he did, basically take over the last part of the game. Marcus Carr had a bucket there, but now you're starting to hear you know rumors swirl about Penn State wanting him and Cal Berkeley and et cetera. And how do you think that this job situation has been handled at this point, him still being you know, interim head coach. How do you feel that this has all gone about and how do you, do you think it's gone
1: about the right, the right way? Yeah. I mean, look, if I'm Chris Del Conte, look, Rodney Terry's going to get the job. He just is. Uh, I think that if you're Del Conte, the one thing you want to make sure that you cognizantly don't do is change the dynamics of what has got this team playing well right now. And if they're playing for Terry because they think that, um, you know, he may or may not get the job, don't tell them what I just said. <laughs> like, you know, you you want them to continue to play with the edge that they've had. I think the last thing you'd want to do, you're, if you're going to give him the job, you'll give him the job when this thing is all over with. And, and, and after this team is done going through um, the grind, I don't think that there's really... Uh, I think Tommy Lloyd might have been the guy that they wanted to hire. And I think the problem that they had was when Arizona goes out in the first round, you suddenly put yourself into a position where the guy that's on the bench right now is doing better than the guy that just went out in the first round. So I think that that probably fell apart for them. These jobs are always about timing. And as it stands right now, the timing for someone else really isn't that good. I mean, there's not an obvious Chris Beard hire. You know, it, it's it's hard to remember now, but the Shaka Smart hire was a massive hire. People, he had been turning down jobs left and right, and when Texas went to get him, it was a big deal. I don't think that guy currently exists. Now, look, you guys have heard me say this before. I don't think that I look at Rodney Terry as the optimal hire. And they do the thing, some st- stupid, non-important uh, basketball website did ranked the top 16 coaches uh, in the tournament that remaining. And, you know, Texas' guy was number 15. And it, a lot of people felt like that was a bit of an insult. It's like, well, look, we just, you're going to have to understand what Rodney Terry is. He's a guy with a very flawed track record as a head coach who's on an absolute heater right now. Is he the most optimal, successful hire that Texas could make? No. Is he the popular hire right now? Do the players want it to happen? Is there a feel-good piece of this? Uh, is, is he doing a great job? Yes, and, and Zay, you bring up a really interesting point. I wrote about this on Monday over at com. 4.42 left in that game, and and it looked like it was getting away from Texas. And he calls a timeout, and there were a couple of things that needed to happen. He needed to calm them down because they were starting to look like they were feeling the pressure. He needed to come up with an offensive play coming out of the huddle that was a guaranteed two points. And then he needed to make sure that the first part about calming them down and reminding them of who they are and what they've done and who they've beaten, he needed to be able to do all of that in two minutes. And they come out of the timeout, and they not only get an easy bucket, they get the easy bucket of all easy buckets. They get the ball in the hands of the right guy, Dylan DeSue, who's suddenly their best player, and he basically <laughs> drops the ball inside the rim, like from a foot. And so it was the perfect call. Texas goes on a 10 nothing run from that moment. And I would make the case, as someone who's watched – 30-something years of Texas basketball that might have been the single best timeout and response coming out of a timeout that I've seen a Texas basketball team make. He could not have done a better job. The team could not have responded to what it is that he told them. And it's the reason why we're having the type of conversation that we're having right now. And had they lost that game, I don't think he gets the job. I don't know who they hire, but I think the threshold was, got to get to the Sweet 16, or this really wasn't a really good season. I just I can't say enough about what I thought he did in the most pressurized moment of his coaching career. He's never been in that spot in an NCAA tournament game as a head coach with everything on the line. And they came out of that timeout perfectly regrouped. Um, and the 10 nothing response and winning that game was absolute proof of it.
2: Yeah, and I would also argue Texas fans would tell you probably what happens in that timeout if you go with the previous guy or the previous guy. I think I know what happens in both situations. Yeah, you saw
0: the run last night, FAU, <laughs> but, Barnes, and they I have think, nothing for I, the I,
2: Volunteers catch. I know what happens in both those situations catch, and it does not end well for people in burn orange. Is that fair? <laughs>
1: You know, I would say that one of the things that was certainly frustrating under Shaka, uh, definitely frustrating a little bit under Chris Beard was this has not been a program that for the last decade or so, and and also under Rick, like, come out of a timeout with an offensive play that looks like you actually talked about something, sometimes it looks like you know, Shaka did some weird-ass breathing exercises the other day <laughs> in a timeout. And, and, look, I like Shaka Smart, but it was I didn't think that was the time to do that. The thing that they needed to do more than anything, and, look, Rodney Terry will tell you he's the defensive guy. Under Beard, he's the guy that was in charge of their defense. Whoever in the hell came up with what they ran in that set coming out of the timeout, uh, Kate did one of the best jobs, again, of coming out of a timeout with a play. They needed to stop the bleeding. The moment the Sioux scores, it's it's like the light goes off in their heads. Oh, yeah, we're good. And then they put it to Penn State. And I just, you know, historically speaking, it was a big-time moment. This isn't a program that's had so much success Um, in that round of the tournament or this deep of the tournament, that there's a litany of examples that you can point to where you're like, oh, yeah, remember when Barnes was playing Michigan State back in 2000. I don't actually specifically remember that. (laughs) It could exist. But the recent memories of this program are that they don't always come out of the timeout with a sure thing, two-point play called, and you couldn't have had a more sure thing then getting the ball to Dylan Dessou and letting him basically just drop the ball in the rim.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. And by the way, to be clear, I was referencing Barnes and Shaka. I somehow not that I'd forgotten Chris Beard, but I was considering Barnes and Shaka there when I was talking about the offensive play calling. Although at times the Chris Beard offensive play calling could get a little strange too. Uh, talking with Jeff. Ketchum, yeah, yeah, absolutely. no, it, it, could, it could all it could all happen. There's no doubt. Catch uh, before we let you go. Let's get your sense for kind of a couple uh, the, in terms of Texas trying to get to the Final Four. Let's say they do get by Xavier do you think it's Houston or do you think it's Miami that they're trying to get by
1: I think they're gonna play Houston and I think it's gonna go down as the most I think you guys will show up on Monday and you your whole show will be mapped out for you you will be responding and talking about what I think may be the most famous game in Texas basketball history. If you go back and think about when Texas last made the Final Four and they did play Michigan State uh, in San Antonio, that game sucked. They won. (laughs) That's all that matters. But there wasn't anything great about the aesthetics of the game. Michigan State played poorly. Texas didn't play its A game. So they really – slogged their way if such a thing could could be true and happy birthday tj ford if you're listening to this right now do not take offense but like nobody's going back and watching that there's a million games you could go back and watch when tj ford and the group closed down senior night at norman and you know made hollis price cry after the game (laughs) like that's a moment but that michigan state game wasn't wasn't something that a lot of us have gone back and rewatched over the years. I have a feeling that this game against Houston is going to be an absolute all timer. Um, you've got two teams who, quite frankly, it's a coin flip type of a game. I'm leaning towards Texas because, again, I trust these guys, but I think in terms of the type of game that we're going to get on Sunday, um, But I don't mean to jinx it, right? I don't, I don't, if something happens bad tonight and that game doesn't get played, don't blame it on me. I am not a sorcerer. But when I look ahead to that matchup, I think it's going to be an all time game. I think it's the kind of thing when, if and when Texas wins they'll be talking about that game and telling their grandkids about it.
2: Yeah, it could be a, a wild okay. show in Kansas City on Sunday if that's where it ends up. That is Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, at G K Ketch on Twitter. Ketch, we got a lot of time to talk football with you. We'll let basketball stand on its own, uh, and we do appreciate you jumping on, feeling a little bit under the weather. So have a good weekend. Uh, we will talk to you next week, hopefully, and hopefully we are talking about a, uh, a Final Four team, possibly. Have a great weekend, man.
1: You guys. I'll talk to you soon.
2: Thanks, catch. Good stuff. And again, there is the big junior day coming up uh, this weekend, and we are only 22 days away from the Texas spring game in terms of football, but obviously a lot of big basketball focus right now. Late tonight, Texas and Xavier. There you hear it. Catch uh, liking the Mullinghorns matchup against Xavier, thinking they can win that, and he thinks they will face Houston for a trip to Houston. Sounds great. One game at a time, though. One, No, it's one, you're one right. One game hey, at a time! It's, it's one game at a time, because we did spend time early in this tournament talking about something that sounded cool to a lot of people, including the person sitting in my chair, and then it didn't happen. Yeah. Because one team didn't handle their business. So this is Houston got to handle their business tonight, Texas got to handle their business tonight, and then you could end up with a wild Lone Star showdown uh, for a trip To come back to it just would be wild but you got to get there first Xavier and Miami have certainly certainly earned the respect for tonight yeah they're both playing their ass off right now and I think everybody that roots for Texas I know you're in this camp Zay but I think every Longhorn fan listening and hopefully every Cougar fan that would be out there they know they can be beaten tonight it's not like you're playing a pushover no, not at not. all. Heck, even the people that are rooting for Creighton tonight better be paying attention. I know that's a 15 seed, but Princeton, you know, I mean, <laughs> you might want to pay attention.
0: In the Xavier-Texas game, looking at all these mock drafts, only one player in that game is projected to get drafted and that he ain't on Texas' side. Is
2: that right? Yeah, okay. Kobe
0: Jones. Jones. All right. So, take that what you want. Yeah. I think Texas is slightly better, but, yeah, this is a team in Xavier- They've beaten all the good teams in the Big East.
2: Just from a competitive standpoint, I hope we get what we got last night in two of those games. Obviously, the UConn game ends up being out of whack. And FAU, that was a pretty good game. I mean, that stayed fairly close. But, uh, man, the K-State and Gonzaga games were incredible last night. High-quality basketball. Your eyeballs told you they were good. Then you went and looked at the stat sheet and realized, oh, holy hell, these guys were shooting out the lights. So it was good. Go look at what Michigan State shot and lost Go look at those numbers. Tom Izzo's got to be freaking out today. Yeah, you
0: shoot 52% from three, 49% from the field, 81% from the free-throw line with 22 attempts from the free-throw line, and
2: you lose. And they lose. They go home my god and then you find out oh the other guy oh the the point guard on the other side had 19 assists okay that'll start to explain it all right more basketball coming up jeff ketchum mentioned that big birthday we got to hit today it is tj ford's birthday there are a couple others we'll mention as well plus some food that gets its own day to get you hungry and thirsty before the weekend why today matters coming up on the horn
1: had uh, 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 uh. Come on,
0: Rolling through a Friday.
2: I think, I think, I <laughs> think I've got <D-M-X>. this one.
0: <laughs> Is it DMX? Yo, man, I hope we're bumping this before the game tonight. Talk about a getting one. hyped up. So be a good one. What's it called? What's my name?
2: Yeah. That's was good. We need right. dogs tonight, baby. We don't need them cats. You know how You know how? I try to be as OCD as I can about the music thing. He was who I was thinking of even before they said DMX. Okay, good. I want you to know. I heard that little good. bark. I heard the bark and the growl. <laughs> and I thought, wait, sounds like a little DMX. And then he went, DMX. Said, yeah, there you go. All right. DMX, this would be a good thing to get the guys fired up tonight uh for the Sweet 16. DMX, Motley Crue, Shaka Khan, Judas Priest, Mountain. I guess all those bands may have something that would pump you up. P. Diddy and Mace with the great beat earlier this hour, but this would be a good way to go. I wonder if enough baseball players have gone with DMX. Is this too extreme for a Ooh. baseball? Would it get you too fired up? Because you gotta have you still have to maintain on a baseball yeah. at bat. You need a good build for that, but maybe you don't want something that intense?
0: Yeah, I think it depends on the person, but (laughs) normally if I played baseball, I probably wouldn't go with DMX.
2: Hey, man, why are you changing your at-bat song? Well, I went with DMX, and I took nine pitches and swung (laughs) at all of them, and it was three (laughs) strikeouts, so I decided to calm down. I went out to (laughs) uh, juice stuff at the plate. I swung at one of those like in Major League, just a bit outside. Yeah, I swung at that pitch. I just couldn't stop.
0: Yo, if DMX was playing, my batting stance would be like a coked-out Gary Sheffield. (laughs) I'd be tweaking it, that stuff, just moving it. What's wrong with this guy? Oh, he was jamming DMX before the game.
2: (laughs) Little too excited, little too excited. All right, shout-out to DMX today. We also have a big birthday shout-out on the Longhorn front, plus my favorite in a particular category to me. He is the GOAT of his category, has a birthday today. We'll hit some other stuff, too. Let's get into it. Why Today Matters on the 24th. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, Longhorn fans, as long as you, uh, however long you've been watching Texas basketball, you probably have your favorite memory. Maybe it was the dread version. Maybe it was the other version, the other hair. Tight fade. Little t- yeah, fade the little tight fade. The tighter. The tighter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everybody's going to have their favorite T.J. Ford moment. Happy birthday to the great T.J. Ford today. Some would say he's the greatest Texas basketball player of all time. Maybe it's Durant. Who knows, but he's in the discussion. Happy birthday, T.J. Ford. Zay, when I say his name, is there a play that pops into your head? Is there a game? Do you just see it as a totality? What do you think of when I say T.J. Ford?
0: Uh, the play that pops into my head is this tip dunk at the Farrell Center in Waco oh that's a lot that's one, what a, one, a lot
2: of people go oh, to that one that one handed <laughs> tip
0: dunk and if y'all need to know what I'm talking about then go follow Chris Bennett on Twitter he just posted a nice little compilation clip oh, Longhorn nice posted and they show that highlight twice and it's like a one minute clip and they show that highlight twice yeah, I'll never forget that yep. and I'll never forget when I first met T.J. Ford, I was 10 years old, 2001, state championship, when the state championship was still here at the Irwin Center and not at the Alamo Dome before South by Southwest got in the way. And it was just too much to have the state championship down here at the Irwin Center. So now, I mean, back then they do or they did, but now it is. And my pops was cool with the Willow Ridge coach, and they needed a place to practice for state, and they did that buoy. And my pops, he ain't going to introduce me to no high school kid. If it ain't a Bowie kid, he ain't going to introduce me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My pops and my AAU coach, John Lindsay, whose son is the current buoy coach, Trey Lindsay. That's a big reason why we're so tight. He got us together and he said, hey, come meet this kid. And, you know, we're ignorant. we 10 years old. If you ain't in the league, I ain't trying to meet you. <laughs> and my pops, Coach John, they were like, yo, this guy's going to Texas. Braided up, smile. Yes. Had jeans on. Shook our hand again. Had jeans on. Went up there with ease. Dunked the ball at like five foot nine, ten.
2: He's wearing jeans. He's wearing jeans.
0: <laughs> just went and dunked the ball real easy, just to see like That's test intense. the rims out. And I'm like, oh my god, this dude's wearing jeans. I'm. We're almost the same height. I'm ten. And I'm like, y'all introducing me, this dude must be serious. So later that night, we saw them play Willow Ridge, one of the, the, I'm sorry, not one of, the greatest Texas high school basketball team of all time. Kenny Taylor, Daniel Ewan, they have a squad. People ask me, Zay, who's your favorite Duke player all the time? I tell them Daniel Ewan. Why? Because of TJ Ford. Mm. All the Duke players, I could care less. Daniel Ewan was my guy because I saw him in high school at Willow Ridge High. TJ Ford mm. was the man. Incredible, the performances they put on. That'd I think they it. only lost one game in two years back to back state championships, 2001.
2: That had to be a fun team to defend. Oh, did the zigzag drill work against them? <laughs> Could I get down it. in the stance and zigzag and make it work? What TJ Ford at five foot ten used to drop
0: triple doubles, Chad?
2: I, oh, it's triple unbelievable. doubles. Unbelievable. I can't imagine. And it would
0: be like steals, it would be steals, assist, points. <laughs>
2: He <laughs> steals, assists, points. He didn't put double-digit steals on people in high school. That's yeah, not happening. Yeah, Come on.
0: Just like it was nothing. Like, That's yeah, amazing. And, and then he went on McDonald's All-American Game, and he showed the world. The world oh, didn't know yeah. anything about TJ. Cameron Endor Stadium. He was doing playground moves like the slip and slide. That was a video game. We used to play NBA street. Y'all know what I'm talking about.
2: They called
0: it the slip and slide. TJ brought it out and then dropped the dime and it fit. It was, he wasn't just doing it. It worked as a move. And you're like, yo, this guy is special. This guy's different. And his heart was as big as his shorts. He just, he was amazing. And we miss him. Like we, we miss that type of player down here. That's why this season's been so exciting, seeing yeah. this team. It's been 20 years since this, a team's been to the Final Four.
2: Yeah, you don't just get one of those players every year. It doesn't happen. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't just grow on trees. They don't just walk in your door every day. And
0: he didn't have to come to Texas. All the blue bloods that were recruiting him, like Coach K was coming down to Houston, Texas to get see Daniel Ewan. I'm sure he saw TJ Ford. Daniel Ewan say all the time in the documentary for T.J., I couldn't believe he was going to Texas. Like, what? Right. You realize how cold you are at that time? Yep. And it changed what people thought of Texas basketball. Yeah, running horns, Tom Penders. You know, I love Chris Clack, one of my favorite longhorns. Chico, those are my dudes, especially them being Austin Knights. But T.J. Ford changed how America thought of Texas basketball.
2: Has Durant ever said if he would have gone to Texas without T.J.? Like, I've ever heard of that. Has anybody ever asked him that question? Do you think you would have still gone to Texas? Or was TJ's influence a part? Of, not influence, but you know I what I mean? I want to say
0: the big thing with KD was his mom's. Okay. Because KD wanted to go to Carolina.
2: Okay. So maybe another factor. been
0: other Yeah, there. I think Barnes really loved Coach Terry. I mean, I'm sorry, his mom really loved Coach Barnes and Coach Terry and the staff. Right. And was like, I really trust especially how close KD and his mom are, I really trust that coaching staff a little bit more than Roy Williams and those guys. Yeah, that's
2: fair. Happy birthday to TJ Ford. A couple other quick ones. My favorite big man professional wrestler of all time is The Undertaker. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday to the big U as we head up towards uh, WrestleMania. He, I believe, is still living in the area.
0: Yeah, he he was at a – Texas softball game is that right recently very mm-hmm. cool
2: very cool love the big you uh, you can yeah, you, you can have your your favorite big man I know there's a lot of great ones that's my favorite big man in uh, in the history of pro wrestling also one of my favorite birthday doubles happens today Peyton Manning and the idiot kicker share a birthday I just love that fact Peyton Manning and Mike Vanderjack have the same birthday so only I think that's interesting but there you have it also uh go have yourself a cocktail this weekend today's national cocktail day. Today is National Chocolate Covered Raisins Day, so raisins or whatever Raisinets. whatever you like, covered in chocolate. I don't mind it. I'd rather do you know chocolate covered pecans or something else, but some people love those raisins. And Zay, National Cheesecake Day Ooh. today. Oh, mercy. Shout-,
0: Shout out to Vince Young.
2: That'll get you in trouble. Vince Young's has good cheesecake? No, I'm just saying, you know, he had this Cheesecake Factory. Oh, oh! I thought you were giving like Vince Young's Steakhouse some love or something. I'm sure they do. I've never had their cheesecake. Because they their had great good. cheesecake. All right, there you go. Um, that is why, uh, why Today Matters. We do it every day at about 2.00. 30 up next stems and seeds before we get out of here we've had some football notes come down uh plus did you catch what happened at alabama when one coach might have been talking about the other we'll get you that one real quick too on the horn big butts and I cannot lie you other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with waist and a round thing in your face you get sprung. Chad you and Zay. you notice that was Alrighty, getting ready to close it out on a Friday really a monumental song a really important song in the history of music there were other moments where I would have argued to people that rap was not near as dangerous as they thought But then Sir Mix A Lot officially stamped it for him, because this to me is the moment that Rap stopped being dangerous to a lot of people right Right. here, right here. Yeah, 1992. For the record, I think this is god awful. Oh, it's terrible. God awful. I was a fan of My Posse's on Broadway. Some other Sir Mix-A-Lot stuff. I thought this was cheap, useless, worthless. <laughs> never, ever. I never hear it and get excited. I don't memorize lyrics. All I know Anaconda and blah, blah. I think it's below him. Way below him. But that none of that matters because this is one of the most popular rap songs that has ever, li- ever existed. And it really brought a ton of people to the... To the rap world, like it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I've never played this song on these airways for obvious reasons. I don't like it either, but somebody does.
2: Oh yeah, and my wife loses her mind when this song comes on. <laughs> loses her mind. Loses her mind. When my daughter, yeah, well, I'm was, like, white women love this song. White women love this song. White women love it. You know when he says even white boys got to shout? He should have said even white girls love this song. Every one of them does. At one point, I can't remember how young my daughter was, but single-digit age, and we're driving, and this song comes on, and from the back seat, I hear, my as they're doing the lead-in, the Becky look at her butt. And then... I hear my daughter mouthing the words with them. Looks like some rapper's <laughs> girlfriend, whatever. And I was like, you know the words to this song. And My wife is all proud. She's glowing like yeah. she taught her. So shout out to all you uh, to shout shout out to all you white girls. We know you love it, and all the rest of you that love Sir Mixalot's "Baby Got Back." Sir Mixalot, Dmx, Motley Crue, Shaka Khan, Judas Priest, Mountain. They've all been on the show today. The P Diddy and Mace beat to start the hour next week. We will get back to the album swap discussion. Uh, Zay will be listening to Back in Black by ACDC. I will be listening to Iron Man from Ghostface Killer. And then uh, we will continue that every Thursday doing some album swap. Stuff that's a little out of our comfort zone. We're also going to hit some albums that both of us haven't heard and we'll get you our reviews of that. So uh, we've had a lot of fun with those musical discussions. We always have a lot of fun talking that, but also getting you ready for all the sports. And today, you know what it's been about. Texas in the Sweet 16. A lot of energy around that game. Let's go stems and seeds and we're going to check in with Zay and see where the nerves are right now.
0: No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks.
2: Brought to you by AV Consultations 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. Zay, earlier you said you were at a flat out 10 on the nerve scale. Where are we right now? I said I was at 8.5. You were 8.5? Yeah, I was 8.5. Okay. We're still there. 8.5? 8.5. Okay. Are you watching this game with a group of people, or are you going to be like holed up in a room by yourself, chewing fingernails? What are you doing? By myself. Not even your wife? Oh, she'll be there. She'll be around. But sometimes she just
0: leaves and says, I'm going to the other room. I can't be with you right now.
2: Are you a yeller and a screamer at the television? Yes. Do you throw things? No,
0: I don't throw anything. You don't break
2: your own stuff? I'm too cheap for that. Okay, good. That's that's, that's helpful. Any good luck charms you have to have? You got to wear something? What do you do? Nah. Not a mojo guy? Nah. Okay. I'm not the one playing. Does your dad bug you during games?
0: He doesn't watch anything. Really? He just starts driving around. So be careful tonight, Pops. It's going to be real late. Be careful. He can't even take it. My mom has to watch it for him, and sometimes she'll get in that mode where she can't watch it either.
2: Now, wait a minute. Is the legendary coach Collier a Texas fan? No, he's well. Coach Terry fans. Oh, that's oh, family. This is a family this thing. It's a family for him. thing. So you're saying he's not gonna watch? He's gonna drive around? Yeah, because he. he and he will not listen to Craig. with He won't. I was gonna say not gonna listen to Craig. No. Oh, Cece. No, no CeCe, for If Craig. you're out there, you can listen to Craig a little bit. Uh, he can't how, do it. How does he find out what's going on? He doesn't. He just waits so he gets back? Let's <laughs> wait. He walks in to see his wife's face to tell him. That's old school yeah, right there. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, so Texas and uh, Xavier, of course, coming up tonight. A couple of quick football notes. We talked about earlier um, the uh, Lamar Jackson story, NFL saying you got to talk to him directly. Uh, Eagles, Lane Johnson gets an extension. Also, a little, a slightly funny story where Nate Oates was asked about a Nick Saban comment. Nick Saban was asked about suspending his player for going 141 miles an hour, and he said, "There's no." He said, "There's no such thing as I was in the wrong place at the wrong time." Ooh, shots fired! And since Nate said that, everybody thought he was he was making the reference. So they went back to Nick later, and he's like, "Hey, I don't listen to the basketball coach's press conference. Are you crazy? As long as I've been doing this, no, I've never listened to one. I was talking about my guys and my team. Do you believe Nick Saban, Zay, or do you think he did that on purpose?"
0: I don't think he did on purpose, but do I believe he hasn't listened to a basketball presser? I don't believe that. Okay,
2: but was it a total coincidence that he said
0: it? Yeah, that's a common thing to say. It's a fairly common, I
2: guess. I guess Because you know at that age you've heard a lot of those excuses. All right, Ball Don't Lie coming up from Golfinity. Everybody have a great weekend. See